Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. I am Donna Reese, your host and your teacher, and I'm excited today to bring you this episode number nine, which is how I teach student editing and revising with a checklist challenge. So this is primarily uh, geared towards the middle school and high school, although I do use a simplified checklist challenge with my second and third graders. My fourth graders definitely use a full checklist challenge all the way up to my high schoolers, uh, my uh, highest students this uh, semester are writing a 24 page, 24 paragraph research report and they will have a 24 paragraph checklist challenge. So anyway, a few housekeeping uh, things. First of all, welcome to the episode. If you're new here, I'm so excited to have you. Uh, I do teach all of my methods. That is what How I Teach is all about. And I am Donna Reesh, a homeschool veteran of 32 years and a curriculum author of 20 years. And I've written over 120 curriculum books, totaling over 50,000 pages. And so I am just getting those out to teachers, to homeschoolers, to tutors, to co-op leaders, all the methodology behind those with how I teach. And what you see before you on the screen, if you are watching the video, is the teacher's notebook pages. So I want to tell you, uh, give you a little housekeeping here, first of all. So uh, how I teach is available in two formats. It's available as a uh, video cast with a PowerPoint that I'm going to be teaching from today in just a moment. And it's available as a podcast episode. Uh, an audio from your favorite podcast platform. The uh, Regardless of whether you watch the video with the PowerPoint, which is for today's episode really optimal because it's such a visual episode, but regardless of what, how you consume it, everybody has access to this amazing notebook. Every week there is a new one available and it's completely free. It has uh, excerpts from the publication, the product that I'm teaching from that you can print off and use. And then it also has a completely free lesson for you to use. Um, and there that is this time that you can print off and use with your students. So 30 minutes from now, when this episode is over, if you have your teacher's notebook, uh, episode sheets for episode number nine, you will be ready to teach the checklist challenge and you will have a free checklist challenge. So every episode has a teacher's notebook and you can get it um, at languageartsladyblog.com. So without further ado, I'm going to head into the PowerPoint. The PowerPoint is this booklet that I'm showing you, the free booklet that you get. It is the free booklet in half page form. <laughs> so obviously a booklet is a portrait um, shaped, so to speak and a um, PowerPoint is landscape. So it has the PowerPoint has the half pages. But if you are watching it live, you will see all of this in the PowerPoint today. So I'm gonna head on over to the PowerPoint and start the presentation. Um, let me go right here to from beginning and here we go. Uh, today I have a special welcome actually to some of my live 
in-person students, as well as some of my online students who are watching this with their parents uh, in an effort to learn better coding techniques for their checklist challenge. So you're gonna know what that means in just a little bit, but I just want to welcome my students who are watching. So um, this, as I said, is student editing revising with the checklist challenge, um, basically fourth grade and fourth grade through 12th grade. And uh, it is multi-level in that they have more or less of the checklist challenge to do based on their level and based on the length of their paper. So I'm gonna hop all the way back to, a sam to the sample checklist challenge. And it says at the top, checklist challenge for character essay. And we're gonna give you the rundown on what a checklist challenge is. Checklist challenge is a tool that I've created for um, my books and it falls after 98% of the writing projects. There'll be an occasional writing project in one of my books that's like a very, very short story um, that they add their metaphors and their similes and their um, alliterations and their onomatopoeia. They do that as they write. So there's like just a tiny, tiny, tiny fraction, like literally two to 5% uh, of pro writing projects that do not contain a checklist challenge at the end. Otherwise, every writing project, whether it is a print, complete language arts for Christian schools and Christian homeschools, or it is a week long standalone writing project at Teachers Pay Teachers and everything in between has the checklist challenge following it. All right, and so the checklist challenge chart looks like this. So I'm gonna walk you through it before I show you how uh, students make the checklist challenge changes. So the checklist challenge is a tool that is used uh, following every writing project to revise and edit student papers. It is an unambiguous, um, not non-vague, um, very measurable tool. And that's one of the things that I love the most about it because students know when they have done it correctly and the grader and the teacher know when they've done it correctly. So because I have so many writing students online and in person, I have a grader who checks checklist challenges first and scores them. And then they come to me for edits and comments and um, final scoring. So. Um, when I refer to the grader, that's what I'm referring to. So the beauty of the checklist challenge is really multifaceted for students as well as for teachers. So let me just go back and show you a sample paper. We're going to walk through this in just a little bit, but this is a sample paper and it says at the top, a beast, a beauty, a hunter, and an inventor. So that is the title and it is coded. <laughs> and that is one of the beauties of the checklist challenge. It's coded by circling the title. So uh, the benefits to the student for a checklist challenge are varied. You, in previous episodes, I described how I use a teach, practice, apply method in my programs and in my teaching. And so uh, let's take this, I'm on a, a beauty, a beast, a hunter, and an inventor, uh, the top paragraph. And let's look at that blue box there in an attempt to accomplish this, all right? That is a sentence opener. And so the student has already had lessons, the teaching portion, 
many, many lessons on sentence openers. And they are taught when to put commas and how they have to be put with a uh, real sentence in order to be used. They have all of the grammar surrounding that sentence opener. So they've had lessons on sentence openers. So that is the teach portion. They had practice on the sentence opener. So that means that they had an opportunity to add sentence openers to, to practice sentences. They had opportunities to find sentence openers in practice sentences. They had opportunities to add complete sentences to sentence openers in, in uh, sentence practice. So that is the T and the P, the teach and the practice. And the checklist challenge is the apply. So in other words, you have been taught this you have practiced this and now you need to apply it. And when it comes to grammar and writing and marrying the two, we usually have a huge uh, uh, no, the, the word just left me. We usually have a huge issue with marrying the two. There is a there it's not connected. There is a disconnect between the teach and the practice and then the apply. The checklist challenge solves this problem beautifully because after they've had those grammar lessons, after they've had the practice of those, then they're ready to apply them. So for students, it is taking that process all the way through. Uh, the second thing that it does for students is it provides a non-vague um, mechanism. So rather than just say, you know, add some adverbs, add some adjectives, be sure you put some openers in. We have a, a mechanism for them to do that. And uh, that is checklist challenge. So I'm going back to the chart. I'm gonna teach you everything the chart contains because you get a free chart in, with uh, this week's hit how I teach episode and you can print it off multiple, multiple, multiple times and use it. And as I mentioned before, every writing book that you either get for free from me or that you purchase from me has a checklist challenge following it. All right, so the checklist challenge is a challenging checklist of tasks that students do. As I said, it gives them the teach, practice, apply, and it gives them the, um, the lack of vagueness that sometimes comes from just having a chart where they just put a check mark and you're not really sure if they've added those elements or not. And they're not even really sure if they've added those elements or not. And so it you know, really solves that problem too. So the chart looks like this. And at the top, it has a little guide, determine which checkboxes apply to your level. And that is just basically based on how many paragraphs they've written. So for this particular assignment, everybody, that's all, Everybody did three paragraphs. That's why there are three all boxes. And um, extension students did an extra one. So that's why there's an E. So my kids know I'm a three paragraph person this week. I'm a four paragraph person this week. And they just mark off the ones that they don't use. All right, then each task is laid out, as you can see right here, uh, task by task with the number of boxes that indicates how many times they're supposed to do each task. Underneath each task, there is a sample. 
so if there's you know a, a length of time between say an adverb lesson and the this particular chart then they have an, a, um, samples underneath it to direct them to to remind them oh yeah i remember what an adverb is now right so i like to put that right before them then there is um a little key that little key is a reminder as well um on of, of what they are to do in the checklist challenge so this is a very beginning one. I will do an advanced essay, an advanced checklist challenge uh, video broadcast uh, at a later date, but I just wanna get the, you going on the checklist challenge today. All right, so you can see each task is separated by a space and then each task has the appropriate number of boxes with it. There's uh, an adverb and they are, it says they're code the CC boxes in the same way that you coded your added adverbs in your paper. So they are taught to code right off the bat. That is the coloring, that is the circling, the underlining, the boxing, the dotting, the, the, uh, the coloring and the shading that you see here. And usually my students print off their paper that they've typed up or they have their paper they've written by hand and then they add all the checklist challenge elements to it with pen or pencil. They code it with highlighters. And then when they turn it in, they turn in their paper and their chart. So when I take in everybody's paper each week, they, um, or every two weeks, if it's a big project, uh, they will put their paper on top. It's all colorful, as I call it. We call that their colorful paper. They put the colorful paper on top and the chart on the bottom and I put a clip on it and then all of these stacks, many, many, many stacks go out to the grader to cross check all of the charts. All right, so these two here, add an adverb and add an adjective, and then there are samples and then there's a key reminding them that an adverb is a describer that describes or modifies a verb, adjective or other adverb. And again, this is the application they've already had to teach they've already had the adverb practice at their level. So they are ready to roll for the application. All right, then uh, there are a myriad of tasks, right? The band word task where they take out band words and they code it whenever they take them out. If they don't have a band word, they just put a check mark in the box telling the grader that they looked for it and there was none. Uh, a word they've never used in writing before this uh, task is to bridge that gap between the speaking vocabulary and the writing vocabulary because students often have a larger writing vocabulary than they do speaking vocabulary. And why is this? It's because we tell them to go look up the spelling. Just tell them how to spell it and let's move on, right? So they will increase their writing vocabulary as we help them spell the words that they don't know how to spell. Just spell it for them. Even just say, here, hand it to me. I'll write it in for you, baby. How about that? They deserve it. They're working hard. All right, and uh, it says, at this point, after the banned words, it starts to say, if you have already done this, you should still code the checklist challenge box. So at this point, they don't have to keep adding. They don't have to keep adding. They, at this point, can find it already in their paper. And what this does is this keeps them from having like the sentence openers that they put in their paper, plus another one that they have to add in the checklist challenge. So at some point in each checklist challenge, it says just that, that this says when uh, in the red highlighted boxes, if you've already done this, you should still code this checklist challenge. 
Okay, so this is where my students are struggling to get their grade up because they just say, I'm pretty sure I have that already. I'm pretty sure I have that already. But unless it's coded, they don't get credit. Okay, so this is where all the benefits continue for the student because now they're forced to find it. Do I have a word I've never used in writing before? Do I have an adverb that doesn't modify a verb? Do I have a title? You know, if you already have a title, you don't need to just code it. Do I have a thesis statement? Do I have a thesis statement reloaded? Do I have a more distinct word? Um, nope, they're out, they always add that. Do I, do I have redundancy? And if I have, did I change it? Do I have an adverb opener? Do I have a prepositional phrase opener? Do I have a subordinate clause opener? Do I have a descriptive double adjective separated with a comma? And then there's the rule there in the key, just to remind them. Do I have all these different sentence openers if I'm an extension student? Do I have four sentence openers throughout my paper? I should find those four and code them. All right, so the advantages to the student continue, right? They do the teach practice apply. They are forced to add the things and not in a vague way, but in a very measurable way. They are also um, have to look at it when they add it and see, does it fit? Does it sound right? Uh, do I have my comma in the right place? Is this an adverb or an adjective? It is just doing all of the things that we want a strong application tool to do for our students. For the teacher, it shows us every time they put an adjective in instead of an adverb. They coded their adjectives in in green, they coded their adverbs in purple, then why are all these adjectives purple? It's because they are confusing adjectives and adverbs. And I am able to see this at a glance through the coding process. It also gives the teacher the ability to grade well and to grade in, uh, in a non-vague way, right? Like I mentioned before. So my grader or I will put the student's paper on our dominant side. So for me, I'll put the student paper that looks like this, this gorgeous, colorful paper, as we call it. We call this the colorful paper. Uh, I will put the colorful paper on my right. I will put their chart right here on the left. And I go through the first task is to read their composition to an older sibling or their teacher. And I assume they did that. That's a non-graded task. Then the next one is circle each verb with a light colored highlighter. And I can see on my left that they've circled their boxes in yellow. So all their verbs should be circled in yellow. So I go through paragraph one. Yep, they did it. I go through paragraph two. Yep, they did it. I go through paragraph three. Yep, they did it. I go through paragraph four. Yep, they did it. And they get four pluses. That means that they did all four. If they did two, they get plus, plus, minus, minus, whatever it might be. Um, and this is just, and then my grader or I add it all up and we just uh, make a fraction out of it. <laughs> Mathematical mama here. Okay, not really. Okay, and so then I go and I go back to the front of the chart again, go back to the front of the paper again, and I go change one of the boring verbs in each paragraph to a strong verb. <gasps> Their new verbs are highlighted in orange. Okay, first paragraph, orange verb. Yes, there it is, transformed. Second one, yes, set out was changed to embarked. 
Third one, yes, led is changed to convinced. Next one, found is changed to discovered. Boom, plus, 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 plus. Next one, add an adverb to each paragraph. This is done in purple. Going to come back to the beginning of the paper. Had arrogantly refused. Yep, that sounds right. Spelled correctly. Highlighted in purple. Good job. Lived contentedly with her father. Ooh, I like that placement. I might even write a little note. Good placement. Um, or love this adverb, right? Ooh, I love to give positive feedback to my students. Um, uh, immediately grew jealous. Okay, immediately grew jealous. So, yep, there it is, too. And he gratefully took refuge. Yep, good, good, good. Great job, my sweet, sweet student. All right, the next one down is add one descriptive adjective to each paragraph. Then it's highlighted in green. I'm gonna go back to the paper. Here I go. Beautiful girl, good job. Ooh, beautiful is hard to spell, B-E-A-U. Yep, they did it, good job. If not, I'll just put a SP beside it and they will go fix it. Um, sometime I'll do a lesson on using proofreader's marks too. And I have a free proofreader's marks page for you that you can use with your students. A hideous beast, ooh, good one. I might put exclamation points around that or a wowsy wow, wow. Uh, the repulsive beast, excellent. Brave daughter, you did it, good job. Next one, for the banned words, see if you have any. Looks like these are highlighted in yellow. So I'm gonna come back into the paper and I'm gonna look for the yellows. Unfortunately, it's not as clear on the screen as it is on their paper. Um, so let me see if I can find it for you. Okay, found, found was taken out, it's banned and they had to put discovered. Um, the next paragraph, found is taken out and located is put in. The next paragraph became is removed and grew is put in and look and search. Good job. This is a perfect checklist challenge. Zach is in college <laughs> and he is a genius. So there you go. Love my assistant. Okay. So the next one says add one word you have never used in writing before. And if you've already done this, you should still code it. All right. So they might already have these, right? If you've already done it, you should, you just code it. You find it anyway, right? I want you to know that you've done it. I want you to see uh, what you've done. Now, the chances of Zach having a word in here, they never used in writing before is very slim. So he has grotesque, a grotesque beast right there. He has eerie palace. That's a word he's never used in writing before, he thinks. And agitated people, word he's never used in writing, and mysterious castle. So kids can sometimes get hung up on this. I don't know if I used it before. What if I cheat? You're not going to be cheating if you go after a word that you don't think you've used in writing before. Just go ahead and do it. And like I said before, tell the little angels how to spell it. Here we go. Add an adverb that does not modify a verb. All right, circled in blue. Guess what? We have learned about adverbs. We have learned the positions of adverbs. We have learned the things that adverbs modify. We have learned where they fall in sentences. We have learned adverb openers. And we have learned adverbs that are L-Y and adverbs that are not L-Y. And we have learned adverbs that do not modify a verb, which are, the st which are strong ones to use, right? So we're gonna come back and look for a circled in blue one. Here we go. And actually this seems like it takes a lot longer, but 
my grader, uh, it depends on the level, but when he has a checklist challenge and an editing project for each paper, it's usually about 15 minutes if it's a high school or maybe 10 minutes if it's an elementary student per paper. Um, so it's not as long as it sounds. Like once you get onto this, you will just literally have the student paper on your right, the chart on their left, plus, 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 plus. Oh, wait a minute. You said you highlighted this and added it in purple, but I don't see anywhere where this is. Um, unfortunately, that happens sometimes. Sometimes students are dishonest and the checklist challenge helps me to locate that dishonesty and to try to turn that around um, because just from a character training standpoint and having taught parenting seminars for a long time and raising seven kids in at home for 35 years, um, I can say that I really, really want to find deceit and help kids turn that around. And the checklist challenge helps me do that, right? Because it's so unambiguous. And and so I can say, you know what? You said you did this in purple, but there's not a purple. You said you did this in green, but there's not a green in your paper, you know, and, and just really help them come to grips with honesty and with deceitfulness. And so um, uh, non-vague tools will help you help your students keep them accountable and help them um, with dishonesty as well sometimes. Okay, so I can't remember what I'm looking for. Um, I think it was a... Oh, it was an adverb that didn't modify a verb. And I think it was dark purple. I see the light purples. I see the light purples. Wait a minute, let me go back. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no. Um, circle in blue, sorry. Circle in blue. Got to start talking. There it is, seemingly. Okay. So seemingly repulsive beast, woo babies. Okay, so he has a repulsive describing the beast and he has a seemingly adverb describing the adjective repulsive. Good job. All right, and then title is circled in orange. There it is at the top, a beast, a beauty, a hunter, and an inventor with title caps, Woohoo! Always love it when they do that right too. Okay, and thesis statement and thesis statement reloaded. You can look at this more carefully because I don't want this to go much over a half an hour, but you can see we have, they add these in if they don't already have them. Most of the time they already have them, but if they wrote from a passage, a mentor text, a source that I gave them, then they may, that may not have one purposely for them to add it. And that's the way this one was. So four intriguing characters from Beauty and the Beast are the Beast, Belle, Gaston, and Maurice. And so that's what this paper is about. And thesis reloaded is circled in green. The Beast, Belle, Gaston, and Maurice are four remarkable people in Beauty and the Beast. That's so good. Love, love it. Okay, uh, change something to a more advanced word. Okay, they just have to do this all the way through. And this task is good because it's not just verbs. So they can change anything. Stay to remain, made to compelled, uh, attack to assault, that's a good word. So just any kind of word changes at all. Uh, redundancy, they're gonna get rid of redundancy and that is circled in red. Always, um, almost always lots of redundancy uh, and there's none there in that one. Oh yeah, sorceress instead of mag magician because that's uh, magic and magician is in there a lot. Um, castle for palace, citadel for cal palace, town for village, 
Village, Hamlet for Village, Citadel again, Fortress. Very good. All right. So I am going to be wrapping this up. I'm going to take you to uh, a couple of more. The when it says basic, that means only the younger kids do it. So the sentence openers, um, prepositional phrase opener, subordinate clause openers, optional, descriptive double adjectives. You can see that he started a different coding. One of the things that the kids will say is they will say, I don't have that many colors. And so I tell them, you use crayons, you use color pencils, you use markers, you use highlighters, use your mom's eyeliner, just so it's coded. They get a kick out of that. So they can highlight, suppose they have three colors. They could highlight in all three, they could box in all three, they could circle in all three, they could underline in all three, they could slash through in all three, and they could dot around like these two have here in all three. They could get literally, you know, if they have three colors, they can literally get six times three, 18 different coatings out of that out of those three colors. So just going to give you some of the excuses that kids use sometimes. Okay, we love them though. All right, so then the sentence openers, this is for extension students only because they've had all of the sentence openers so far. And so you can see those tremendous sentence openers that were added within a short time because of his envy as they acquainted themselves with each other in an attempt to accomplish this. They have had every lesson imaginable for sentence openers by now. All right, and then they have their final copy. So then after they get their paper back from me and it has their score on it, and their, their score is based on those total numbers of revisions that were done and coded. So after they get that back, and the, ed the editor and I have also edited their paper. So what we do is we use proofreaders marks to go through and edit their paper and help them find mistakes. And we will you know, put commas in and we'll remind them, got a complete sentence on the left, you have a complete sentence on the right, you have an and, you need a comma before it. We just do all of this in the editing. I can't, I, I'm gonna have a lesson on editing. I'll have a few lessons on editing because I cannot emphasize enough how this feedback is part of the teaching process. They get their paper back and it literally has all of their checklist challenge checked and you know notes made about how they've improved some the paper or how you know they substituted weak verbs for the old verbs or you know, some, all kinds of things, how they, they put in all their sentence openers, but you're forgetting the commas following all of them, or you put a sentence opener and then you put a period, you know, you can't use a sentence opener by itself. All of that feedback is coming to them. And it is a continuation and extension of the whole learning process. And then also they have their paper edited. So commas are put in, periods are put in, capitalization is noted, all of that. And they're also learning from that. And then I always tell them, you know, look at your papers while I'm doing this. And I'll do something for a couple of minutes while they look through their papers and ask me questions. I want them to say, why did they put a comma? Why did the grader put a comma here? Why did the grader, the grader doesn't like me anymore. You know, and this, the whole thing, they're so cute. And no, 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 the grader still likes you, but, but you know that you have to capitalize proper nouns. Right, you can't put people's names in without capping them. So it's not that the grader doesn't like you, it's that the grader's trying to teach you. Oh my word, I love kids, they're so cute. Some of the things they come up with. <laughs> so, anyway, they are darling. So, learning process 
Then they take those papers home and they put them beside them and they go into their electronic document and they put in all the changes. And then they come out with this. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that so cool? I'm so proud of them. I'm even proud of Zach. He's in college and I'm still proud of him. He was my student. Oh my word. Oh, wow. He's probably 22. So I had him when he was eight. Wow, 10, I don't know, so long ago. Um, he's well-trained. <laughs> That's why he's such a good editor for me. All righty, I'm gonna move on. So here's your free checklist challenge, right? It has no coding on it, so it's ready for you to use. It has four boxes. So uh, unless there's only one, like one title, one thesis statement, one thesis statement reloaded, um, one adverb opener, two prepositional phrase openers, okay? It has, you can adjust it. So you, if you have a three paragraph paper, take out a box. If you have only basic students, take out all the extensions. If you have extension students, take out all the Bs for basic. If you have a six paragraph paper, add two boxes, all right? And it's ready for you to use. Print it off multiple times and use it to your heart's content. I am happy to have you teaching your students with my checklist challenge. All right, without further ado, I'm going to take you to the back matter where you can learn about all of our services. So if you are, um, my student at home, you can turn this off unless you, your parents are interested in private tutoring or um, hiring my husband or I to teach a certain class for you. All righty, so here we go. Here are your freebies, languageartslady.com, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. This is your, uh, all of the how I teach episodes and each booklet that goes with them. You can get all of the booklets together in one PDF, languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook. That's all, of, all nine of them so far. All right, you can get free products. Yay, lots of free products all the time from Language Arts Lady. So these are free products that have checklist challenges in them. One is how to complete the checklist challenge, a different lesson besides the Beauty and the Beast one. And it takes each element one page at a time. So it's a very detailed lesson on how to complete the checklist challenge. And then some other freebies, Beauty and the Beast, Mowgli, Peter Pan that have checklist challenges in them. And then here are some lessons that have um, how to. So the Write for Month Tools and Tricks, they have all of these how to lessons in them at different levels, level one, level two, level three, level four, level five. These are some that you can purchase, digital products, all of these have checklist challenges in them. These are all one month books that have checklist challenges in them, lots of them. And then these are the Meaningful Comp one semester books. These are all the ones that have the how to checklist challenge lessons. And let's talk about what we can do for you here uh, at Character Inc. and Language Arts Lady. My husband and I have a tutoring service, a tutoring business, a teaching business. We do half day homeschooling for students in the area. We do create a class online and in person where you can actually just create your own class, gather a few students and we'll be ready for you. Hire a teacher. If you just want a teacher to teach one subject for you, one subject to one of your students, you can hire one of us for a private teaching for just one subject. And we will decide how many times a week to meet, meet online or meet live. This is a new um, option that we've just added in the last couple of years. It's really, really grown. Um, 
So we have had students, maybe they're in chemistry and their parents are like, you know what? We want you to do his algebra two as well. And so I right, will just do that student's algebra two privately. Uh, private tutoring, this can be remediation um, or it can be homework help. So uh, we have up to four hours a week per student available. Uh, many people just do one hour a week. It depends on whether they're doing like the hire a teacher where it's a full class or they are doing uh, remediation, like uh, reading remediation. My, I, my master's work is in reading specialist. My husband is trained in Orton Dillingham, dyslexia, reading teaching. So uh, we have you covered. So there you go. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of How I Teach. I will be back next week with more of my methods and my tricks and um, my techniques. So thanks again. It's been a pleasure having you for How I Teach.